Hi, welcome to The Zone Podcast, a place where we align our being and doing to get into the zone and unlock collective intelligence. I am Melissa Palazzo Hart, and just wanted to share a little bit about my background. I've held roles such as Chief Financial Officer, Chief Operating Officer, and President. I've had the great fortune to lead businesses grossing over $1 billion in revenue. And today, I'm a board advisor, an executive coach, and a speaker, where I am spearheading a movement of paradigm shifters like you, individuals and organizations eager to transcend perceived limitations and unleash their true potential. With a master's degree in spiritual psychology, I blend the intricacies of business acumen with deep-seated insights into human behavior and organizational dynamics. I'm here to empower leaders and organizations to forge a future steeped in purpose, progress, and profit. A note about our podcast today, we had an incredible conversation with Guru and some of the technology was not perfect. So the sound is not perfect, but the message is perfect. So I encourage you to listen, listen to the message. And thank you so much for joining. Today on the podcast, I have the great pleasure of speaking with Guru Ramamurti. Guru has wide-ranging global finance and leadership experience across different businesses and countries. He has a strong track record of enabling business turnaround and expansion and driving functional transformation. Guru has been with Bayer for 22 years, and most recently in July of 2023, they appointed Guru U.S. Chief Financial Officer for Bayer. Guru's financial experience spans multiple disciplines and geographies with expertise in FP&A, strategy, operations, mergers, restructuring, governance, and enterprise systems. Prior to his current role with Bayer, Guru served as Chief Financial Officer of AskBio since 2021, leading the enabling functions of this independently operated, fully owned subsidiary of Bayer. From 2019 through 21, Guru was the global finance lead for global oncology, leading strategic planning, enabling program prioritizations, global launches, shaping oncology's growth strategy, and guiding licensing deals helping transform the business into a growth driver for Bayer Pharmaceuticals. From 2016 to 2019, Guru was the CFO of the North American business at Bayer Consumer Health. And from 2013 to 2016, the CFO of Bayer Medical Care Division. Prior to that, Guru held various finance roles in Germany, both in Berlin and Wuppertal, in Italy, Japan, and Berkeley, California. Before joining Bayer, Guru held accounting, audit, and financial reporting roles at Siemens, Citibank, and PwC India. Guru holds a Bachelor of Commerce from St. Javier's College in India and an Executive MBA from INSEED in France. He is also a certified chartered and cost accountant. Guru lives in New Jersey with his wife and his two children. He is an 
avid cricket fan. He loves listening to and playing music. And Guru speaks five languages. Welcome to the Zone, Guru. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you yeah. for it. And uh, I am absolutely looking forward to talking to you again. Yeah, absolutely. So we're, this is a global podcast. So where in the world are you today? So I'm uh, in New Jersey, USA, right. uh, Eastern time zone for those that are interested in the different time zones in the USA. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm in the, uh, in the most wonderful place I consider home. So I couldn't be a better place uh, for me to take uh, this podcast um, and, and talk to you while uh, I am in the zone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally and figuratively in the yes. zone. Yes. Yeah. Um, you actually just made me change my question. What does it mean to you to be in the zone? Yeah, look, I think uh, th- there are different ways to, to describe it on different days, to be honest. And mm-hmm. I, I, would, I would be lying to you if I said I'm always going to give you the same answer. Mm-hmm. So I would say, you know, on some days, on days like this here, I feel fully present, and and for me that is uh, that is being in the zone. Um, on other days, you know, it might be um, like I'm super energized, and that might be a way of the, being in the zone for me. Um, and and on you know some other days, it might be I am you know really listening. I'm really listening, and I'm uh, you know, speaking or engaging with people where uh, I'm really coming in with the perspective of trying to understand the other person's point of view and that is a way of being in this one as well so yeah. you know it, it depends on the context obviously there's no straight answer but generally it's a mixture of you know being present uh, carrying a high level of energy being engaged listening to somebody else being able to connect mm, beautiful yeah i love that and i love how it's different every day because otherwise we wouldn't be human right <laughs> <laughs> we walked around so present all the time. That's that's not really realistic. So I really I appreciate that. Um, maybe you can share with us a little bit about your journey, Guru. How did you get to be the CFO of Aspio? I mean, it's a pretty big deal. Yeah, look, it, it's yeah, it's it's a it's a big deal. I'm uh, honored to to be uh, chosen and continue in this role as the CFO of Aspio. Um, I consider it a privilege. Uh, simply because, not because it carries the title of CFO, uh, but more importantly, it um, it allows you to have a positive impact on many people in the organization, mm. um, above and beyond just the team that uh, is reporting to you. So in this case, I, I manage not only the finance team, but all of the enabling functions like facilities, comps, HR, etc., um, and uh, it is an it is a it is an opportunity uh, to not only engage with the team that is you know working uh, for this you know, wonderful organization, but it's a, it's a leadership role in that you can influence and shape um, mm-hmm. culture, you can influence and shape decisions that sort of inform the destiny of this company for many years to come. So I think it's a privilege to be in these positions, and that's how I look at it. Um, in in terms of how I got here, I mean that's a very complex answer. Yeah. <laughs> Which might, uh, if I really get into it, might um, overrun the entire podcast, which I will try to <laughs> Since I'm sure you have you know, a few other things that you want to chat with me about. Uh, but, you know, suffice it to say, um, I'm originally from, from India. Um, I, uh, 
I have done all my formative education, um, including higher education, graduation out of, out of India. And then I moved um, uh, to Germany to work with, uh, with Bayer. Mm. Um, and I have been super fortunate uh, to have a terrific career um, with, uh, with what I consider as a, as a really wonderful company. Uh, because I think it has put me in positions of learning and growth uh, throughout my my career with Bayer, and now you know more than twenty years with this company. And uh, the fact that I'm at, uh, at uh, you know at Aspio as the CFO um, is sort of also an extension because uh, Aspio happens to be a fully owned subsidiary of, of, of Bayer. Um, so yeah, I mean I, I owe a lot to uh, to the colleagues and to the experiences that Bayer has allowed me to have. Uh, and I would say, you know, one of the um, reasons I am where I am today is uh, by having an open mindset mm. uh, throughout my career um, in terms of being willing to learn, you know, be uh, curious um, and be engaged to, to learn, acknowledge that you don't know everything um, at all positions. And so, <clears throat> you know, there are people in uh, your team, there are people around your team that are always uh, you know, willing to help you, provided you um, ask them for support, uh, you know, as you need it. And so I think these are, in my view, you know, besides talking about the finance, you know, stuff and yeah. being a financial expert and so on, which I think for me are like table stakes when you move right. to these roles over time. Um, I think uh, having this, you know, holistic approach to managing yourself and your career, because they're sort of very interconnected, uh, particularly um, over the last few years of the there's a lot of blur between, you know, what is life, what is work, right? So I, I, I hear you know, people talk about work-life balance. For me, it's life balance because things have become so intertwined, it's very difficult to figure out when are you doing what. Uh, and, and so um, that has served me well. Um, and I would say the last thing, Melissa, is um, I have my feet on the ground. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I am somebody who is uh, proud of what I've achieved, uh, but I'm also somebody who is super humble. And, uh, you know, I still have a long way to go and I still have uh, a lot of aspirations. Yeah. And I think that's what's so beautiful about you, right? Because you have the material success and you have this humility. And I think that makes you really approachable with your teams and it really allows them to continue to learn. And, and you spoke about that, right? The importance of learning and an open mindset. And, you know, there's the table stakes of the job, Right the finance pieces, the accounting pieces, the legal pieces, all of that stuff. And then there's this other thing, right? Um, how would you speak to this other thing that we're, we're referencing? Uh, yeah, look, I, I think um, for, for getting into, so let me, let me give you, um, let me take a position, give you an example. So if you, if you get into a, um, uh, let's say an FPNA role, right? And I've had, I've held many roles of increasing, responsibility over time. And so if you get into an SBNA role, um, you are expected to, to be able to plan forecast well. And you're able to, uh, you, you're required to you know, do your management reporting well, for instance. So there are some basic skills that you have to no doubt work hard and, and learn over time and fine tune and stuff. Now, in, in my view, if, um, if you want to do well in your own position that you have been given, um, even forgetting about the ambition of what's my next step. Mm -hmm. um, if you want to be in the present, if you will, right, in a, in a particular role, I think it is important to, to recognize the impact that you can have in any given role. And 
and I, I sincerely believe that. And I think this is, I mean, you, you know, you, you talk about me being humble, but I think it also comes from a place of knowing that, um, you know, we are all playing a role in the organization, right? Um, and, you know, it does not matter if in the FPNL role, you are a senior director or a VP or a manager or an analyst. I think what matters is what you make of the role. Mm. And I think this has served me very well because, you know, we all get into roles at different points in time. And yeah, you are given a job description. But I, I really believe that people have the space to create what they want in any given role. And, you know, you will have your own personality come into it. And that's where this other stuff comes in, which is not the hard skills of, you know, how well do you run your Excel macros maybe, but it's about how do you engage with people? Mm. Right? How do you convey your messages? Um, how do you stay respectful while even being in a position of authority? So, you know, sometimes in finance, we have the ability to determine other people's budgets, right? <laughs> so, uh, in a sense, you can control a lot of activities that they can or cannot do, should or should not do. You know, while we like to issue diktats from time to time in organization, don't travel, don't do consulting, don't do this, don't do that. So, we can come across as naysayers. Many mm -hmm. of and right. people naturally will perceive us to be a very pessimistic type of uh, people. And but it is up to us to sort of explain to other folks and and create the perception of yeah, you know, I'm doing a role because that's what the company needs and that's what you guys need to help to pitch in. But there is another side of me that you guys need to recognize, right? I'm a regular person like you, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. I also like to have fun. I also like to go out <laughs> in the evenings. And, you know, I also like to have my family time. It's not like I'm a bean counter and so I'm going to be stuck at uh, office all the time. But because these, and I'm saying these things sincerely, not because I'm trying to um, stereotype anybody, but people say this about uh, yes. folks in finance and accounting, right? Um, and so these other things start to matter a lot over, over life because people need to see you as a person above the room. Mm -hmm. Right. And how do they see that? They can only see that if you engage with them. Right. So you can't burn bridges completely. Right. Um, and, and so you have to be tactful about how do you convey tough messages? You have to be tactful about how do you communicate? You know, are there things besides your numbers that you can talk to your stakeholders about? Are you asking questions to learn about how they do their job? You know, how are you being helpful to them besides telling them what they can or cannot do? So I think, you know, it's just a fundamental repositioning of how you understand the role and how do you recognize that the other person, you know, uh, is a regular person like you. And so, you know, you, you and this person are in it together and how do you build a, a strong connection? And that's where things like you got to, you know, think with your head, you got to, you know, think with your heart, you got to trust your instincts and gut. All of these things start to come in. And I'm saying this now after having spent a number of years, um, you know, in my career. And I was not speaking like this um, maybe 10 years back. So, you know, this is the result of a lot of self-reflection, a lot of understanding of, you know, how I have operated, how I should learn, how I should be different. And I would say that I'm not perfect as of today. I'm still, you know, there are still things that I would like to do better. But, you know, we, we all need to be aware of, you know, uh, where we want to go, where we are, and, and sort of try to understand that about ourselves. So long-winded answer to what you asked me, but, but I think... Um, it's a collection of these things that, you know, eventually make it work in my view. Wow. That was fantastic. And you said so many things that I'd like to explore a little bit more with you. You know, you talked about, I think, being more human at work, right? 
not just being the naysayer, not just being the one who's giving or taking the money, um, and and how you suggest to your teams to do that, right? Really learning about the other person, the other human, right? Because at the end of the day, we're humans, of course, and that's above our role. You know, at the zone, we like to say that our job is to make organizations more human because I think we forget sometimes. Um, and the other thing that I would love to hear a little bit more, I think I heard you say, sometimes I use my head, sometimes I use my heart, sometimes I use my instinct. Now, as a CFO, people might be surprised to hear you say that because of what you mentioned, maybe the stereotype. So maybe you can talk a little bit more about what that means to you. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me try because I think it's a it's a complex topic to to, to actually explain uh, because it's it's a um, it's it's more something you do and it's very right. to uh, articulate sometimes. But uh, you know, I, I would say that you know we are you know we we always know in a way what's right. Mm. Yeah, um, and and then we try to rationalize it uh, one way or the other, right? And so that's your brain taking over uh, your head, sort of talking to yourself. <clears throat> that is a voice in your head that tells you sometimes, you know, what to do, what not to do, and so on. And so, you know, you have to, um, sort of one has to recognize how how you're operating in a way. Uh, right? right. And so for me to, to sit here and have this discussion with you um, means uh, that I have gone through a lot of um, self-reflection over time. You know, um, you know how, how do I operate? How do I react under pressure? Um, how do I engage with others? Um, you know, what's my go-to behavior in times of um, in times of stress or in times of happiness? You know, how, how do I uh, uh, position myself in terms of um, conveying tough messages to people? Yeah. Um, what do I do in those times? Right? How do I how do I say things? Um, what kind of words do I choose? Uh, are they appropriate? And do I close the loop by going back to people and saying, how did I make you feel during that discussion, right? Did I actually make sense to you when I told you, you know, you guys have to do X, Y, and Z? Because, you know, as, as finance leads that are sitting in leadership teams, right, um, I, I think there are a few things, right? So one, one is, I would say, uh, you are first of all representing the business and not finance when you're in leadership team, right? So you are part of the organization first, before you think of your finance team. Secondly, you're representing the finance team and the interests of the company and as such. So, you know, as long as you have that filter and you know that your decisions have to be in the best interest of the company, normally you will do the right thing. Mm -hmm. and, and so the this is the, the the issue is one of processing what your head tells you versus where your heart is. And then, um, you know, tr trying to understand your gut, I think is is this is sort of sci-fi in my view i'm not i'm not really sure i'm even an expert uh qualified enough to articulate exactly how that works but i can tell you there is something that is at play yeah and um and, and normally the way i describe it is when you're when you're asking yourself the question normally you immediately know an answer mm. and then you're trying to like work through it right and, and because it may not be it may not be comfortable to accept that that is the right answer. It may not be comfortable given the certain situation. Um, it may be asking you to do things that you've never done before. And so then you start to question yourself. So, so all I'm saying, Melissa, is that, you know, this is, there is no, um, there is no easy answer 
don't yeah. describe how this works except to say that this is something that happens over time. Yeah. Um, and the more someone is aware of how he or she operates and, and what really drives you, why you're doing certain things, I think the better uh, you become at trying to figure out you know, how can you have your head, heart, and gut as far as possible in alignment. And I can also tell you that even, even though I'm speaking to you like this, th there are still times when I will end up doing stuff that, you know, it, it's not perfect, right? It's not like I'm always going to be fully aligned. Mm -hmm. And I think it's not possible. I mean, I'm not that great yet. <laughs> Maybe I will get there one day. We will see. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but, but that's what it is. I mean, it's like trying to get 70, 80% of your stuff mm -hmm. more or less aligned in a way that you are sleeping well at night you know i don't know how else to describe it right so you know you've done the right thing right and so for that you know these things have to be aligned otherwise you're going to constantly be churning constantly creating stress for yourself right and and then that leads to you know other types of behaviors that you want don't want to get into i, I hope that kind of gives you it answers it beautifully i think and i think you really gave color to something that's really hard to articulate Really okay. hard. I, I, I'm glad I got through to you, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> one person, you got at least one here, and I'm, I'm sure many more. You know, and you, what you said about um, the gut—that like it's like a feeling, right? And that's always been a thing for me too. And then I had to do some research on it to really understand that the gut has its own brain, but it doesn't have words. So it really is a feeling and those, those, that information transfers up to our head and then the head kind of makes words of it. So the reason it's hard to explain is because that brain doesn't have any words. So what you're saying makes perfect sense to me. Um, and I appreciate you, you speaking to that. Um, I was wondering if you would be open to talking about the experience that we had together at the zone when we came in to your team, your incredible team, by the way, um, and did some work together. Like what, what was that like? What was the experience like? How was that helpful? What, what have you seen since then? Yeah. I, you know, thank you for asking that question. Um, I would say um, that we had, first of all, a fantastic time of the offset. And uh, I, I, I would, um, I would also be, you know, quite honest when I say that this was one of the better offsites that mm -hmm. I've had um, over the course of my career, and you, you can imagine I've had multiple offsites. Yeah, and um, uh, this was this was terrific, particularly because um, the finance team with whom we did this offsite, we had about, I would say, thirty-five people or so um, uh, in, in the in the meeting. And the focus of the meeting for us was um, a continuation of the transformation journey that we had started um, sometime last year. And as it often happens, um, there is always a right moment for speaking about certain things with, uh, with a set of people. And, you know, in, in this case, last year, we were just about forming, sort of coming together um, we did not even have the 35 people right, right. on board last year. So it, it was very much work in progress last year. And so as it often happens, uh, naturally, there was a lot of emphasis on like, who's doing what, you know, what are our priorities? You know, why are we all gathering here? You know, what are we supposed to do? How do we organize work? How is the future going to look? And I myself did not have all the answers mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, there was still question, questions on, 
you know, um, uh, strategy, priorities, and so on from a business standpoint, which then informs what finance is supposed to do. And sure. we, are not, we are not a being into ourselves, and we are here to serve the business, first and foremost. And so a lot of what we do is shaped by what the business eventually needs and can benefit from our expertise. Um, and so we were in that stage last year. So I think coming into the to the meeting this year, uh, the, the focus very much was, yeah, we are kind of clear about the priorities. We have a vision of where we would like to go and how we would like to be seen um, as a team um, and how we would, you know, try to, um, uh, you know, figure out some of the successes in terms of metrics. But 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 there was still sort of this question mark on how do we work together better? Right. And I think in that sense, working with you guys, um, yeah, sort of trying to get the team into the zone, if you will, uh, was, was tremendously helpful because we spent a lot of time on the how. Right. Mm -hmm. So in a way, if you say last year's meeting for us was the what, this yes. year you could say it was more about the, the how and also a little bit about the why. Yeah. And uh, I would just say one more thing before I hand it back to you. You know, we, we, we talk about the why, right? Mm -hmm. And um, what I have realized, you know, in the in the past several years of working is there are there are two ways to answer this question, and I think both are equally important. One is the why why are we in this business kind of thing. So what is the purpose of in this yes. case ask by, right? And the purpose for us is you know bring transformative um, you know gene therapies that are life saving and. Uh, um, giving them a fresh lease of life in many cases, if you will. So, you know, totally transformative uh, for the patients. The other secondary aspect of why is, why am I here in this mm -hmm. team? Right. And what is my purpose in this context? And I feel both of them have to be answered for each and every person in the team that they understand how the company is set up. Why is the company working to do what it is trying to do? And why am I doing all of the stuff that I'm doing? So that takes you then down the path of your individual purpose, individual goals. You know, where are you uh, in, your, in your own life situation? You know, what is your aspiration, et cetera, et cetera. That could be personal, that could be professional, or it could be a mix of both. So I think trying to have a sense of both, um, I think is super critical when we try to see, you know, are we a team that is you know, perfectly in unison working together? So I think we covered a lot of these topics in the offset, going back to your question, which is why I feel like tremendously, you know, energized that we try to um, help and enable the, you know, the people in the team to start thinking about and reflecting on these things. Because there's no right or wrong answer on, on, on a day one or day two here. It's a process, but you've got to start somewhere for them to then take it on and, you know, come back you know, fully present uh, when they are at work. So I, I hope that is uh, that is helpful. Super helpful. And you pointed out something that I feel is super important. It is purpose, right? The why. What What is our why? What is my why? What is the company's why? Because I feel like unless we know that, we're kind of just going along, right? We're just kind of like, day to day and the same and without understanding what that is. And what I also remember you talking about on the offsite, which is super powerful and you touched upon this, where does my personal why intersect with the company's why? Because when we're able to have alignment of those, whoa, yeah. and the power of the individual and the team and the company. 
So um, that was you that said that. So that was that was super, super powerful. Wow. Um, I know there's going to be a lot of people that want to get um, advice from you. So um, Guru, if you were going to give advice to your 18-year-old self, going back just a couple of years, what... Um, <laughs> What what would that advice be? Oh, um, well, I'm not sure uh, the 18 year olds of today are the 18 year olds of you Good know, point. Uh, a decade or so back. Um, I don't want to date myself too much here on the call. <laughs> <laughs> but but let's say if I was talking to myself, yeah, right, because I cannot. Uh, I don't want to you know talk about. Um, the current generation, um, I think different context, different circumstances uh, yeah. that might not be so helpful for the for the audience. Um, but if I was if I was giving myself advice, whether I was 18 years old or even 25 years old, um, doesn't matter. Um, I would have given the advice of um, what I talked about earlier and which I've learned through these different, different years, which is about really embracing open mindedness really embracing uh, curiosity and take risks. Ah, take risks. And when, when I say take risks, um, it, it's not about you know, doing random things, right? You can, of course, you know, people are, some people are by nature, you know, like if they're 25 years old, some people would love to do skydiving first, sure. right? Other sure. people say, are you crazy, right? right. So uh, Wait, I'm, not, you, I'm not- Just curious, have you skydived? I just want to clarify. Uh, no, not yet. But it's okay. On, <laughs> okay. On my, it's on my uh, bucket list. Okay. Yes, I will do it. Okay. Yes. Uh, so that's not what I'm talking about. I think people can express themselves through their life, you know, however they want, however they choose. But when I say take risks, I mean sort of in the real world, right? So mm -hmm. either in the workplace or even in your community, mm -hmm. uh, you have to take risks by engaging with people, right? And if, if I was talking to my own self, I think that's one of the areas that I would have probably emphasized a bit more, yeah. uh, which I think I would have benefited from even early on in my career than I did. Um, because I think there's great power in connecting with people much more than we recognize. Mm -hmm. And um, for, for different reasons, um, at different points in time, we tend not to do that. Um, you know, sometimes we think we know it all. Sometimes we think um, it's stupid to ask questions. Sometimes we think it's uh, too weak um, to ask for help. And other times um, we don't give um, enough credit to what other people might know. And when I say people, to be very clear, uh, I'm not, I'm, I'm really talking generally. That means this could be your team member. Um, in, in my current situation, it could be a person that is even reporting to me two levels down. Yeah. So, you know, I, I really... You know, there is organizational hierarchy for a reason to manage administratively and manage structure, priorities and goals. Mm -hmm. uh, but when it comes to engaging and really getting the best out of people and getting the best out of you, you should be willing to engage with people no matter what they are called. It does not matter really. And so I always have said this to every team that I work with. I do not have a problem if you get an analyst in the room to have a discussion on a certain topic with me. I do not have a problem. So it does not matter what the grade is. It only matters what the person knows 
and how much the person can contribute or add value at a particular point in time. So just sort of going back to your question, you know, I, I think, you know, open-mindedness, curiosity, and a little bit of risk-taking in terms of connecting and engaging, finding out more what others know can potentially be game-changing because you might be exposed to certain points of view early on that you will take years to figure out on your own, right? And while it's great to read books and listen to podcasts like these or, you know, other, um, you know, mediums of communication, it is still powerful to, whenever you have an opportunity to ask and engage. I think that is probably what I would have done. Wow. Going back. Yeah, that's really powerful. Um, You know, you're talking a little bit about what the zone calls collective intelligence, right? Um, And we'll talk about that on on another episode, but that's so powerful. I remember growing up, I was taught to never say, I don't know, because the perception was that was weak. And then someone wise said to me, it's usually the smartest person in the room who says, I don't know, because they know enough to know that they don't know. Um, and that was that was like a life changing moment for me because I was afraid to ask questions and I was afraid to say I didn't know because then you know it would find out that I didn't know which the truth is none of us know everything so again I just I love how you speak so articulately about that fact I mean it's a fact right um, what are you most proud of Guru professionally I'm sure there's there's personal ones as too but is there is there a moment or um, an event that maybe happened that you just have a lot of um, pride, proud about? Um, yeah, I, I think there are many, there are many moments. Um, um, I think for one, um, I would say, you know, coming from India uh, and working in a European company, mm-hmm. you know, with a different set of culture um, and values, uh, having learned to adapt um, you know, having learned a few languages along the way and sort of uh, become successful in this company, of course, with the company support and uh, you know, career development opportunities throughout the way is something that I'm particularly proud of on sort of a generic level. Um, other than that, I would say um, I'm happy for every leadership role that I have gotten into. But if there is a moment um, that I look back um, in time, um, you know, that would have to be sometime in, um, you know, 2013, 2014, when I got into my first sort of global finance mm-hmm. um, uh, CFO uh, business role within uh, within the company, uh, Bayer, um, because it was the, it was not only my first foray into real leadership at that level, um, but it was also the first time I had an opportunity to work with a coach. Um, um, at, a, at a at quite a deep level, if you will, um, and I, I think that's the time that the wheels started to turn in my head a little bit in terms of self reflection, self awareness, um, trying to understand who you are before you understand what others are doing, um, and uh, you know how you should uh, react to things around you. So I, I think these are probably sort of the two things that I'm particularly proud of. Other than that, um, I do want to say, even though it's personal, that, um, you know, I would not be where I am without the support of my family at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in particular, without the support and sacrifices uh, that my wife, uh, my partner had to go through. Um, because, you know, we are in it together. And you know, at the end, what you build is uh, you know, collectively for uh, 
for all of us, right? So um, that's what I would say. Oh, that really touched me when you said that. That's so beautiful. It's so true. Um, if you were going to write a book right now, maybe you already are writing a book. I don't know. With a smile, maybe one's already starting. <laughs> what would that book be about? Well, to be, to be honest, I'm not sure. Uh, I was smiling because I have, I mean, the thought has crossed my mind multiple times. Um, I just haven't figured out. I just um, haven't figured out. You know, that's exactly. a good title. I just haven't figured out. Maybe, maybe yeah, maybe not. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Yeah. But I, I will write a book one day, I'm sure. Mm, right. Okay. And the last question, Guru, what question didn't I ask that you think would be a good question to ask you? before we say goodbye to everyone? Look, I, I think you uh, you covered quite a lot of ground. I think we did, right, during the last... Uh, I'm not really sure if there's, if there's anything that you did not, did not ask me. Um, perhaps you could have... Uh, perhaps the, the question that you could have asked me was, um, uh, you know, what are my plans going forward? Yeah. Um, so now that I've asked the question, I guess. Hey, Guru, <laughs> what are your plans going forward? Yeah, look, I, I, I think, you know, uh, very much, you know, continuation of what I've been doing over the past years in terms of, uh, you know, working with um, enabling my teams to be as successful. Um, I mean, in, in general, my, my philosophy is, you know, I have been... Um, I would say fortunate enough to have a number of very good experiences, mentors and bosses um, over my lifetime um, because of which where I am. And while this is not, uh, while you know there are, there are lots of wonderful people around, um, I would like to make sure that um, to the extent possible, I continue to positively impact and help people um, around me. Uh, and these may be people in my team, these may be people that reach out outside of my team. Um, and uh, I think you can, um, you can only give, um, you know, what you know and, and and what you have, and I'm happy to do that. So, for for me, plans um, at this time, I'm not going to talk about career plans, but I'm just uh, on a personal level. It's really a continuation of what uh, gives me a lot of satisfaction. Mm. Yeah, the the development, the continuous personal development is. I, I sense that's really really important to you. So, it is. yeah, yeah, and it's very clear. It's super clear. Um, so you heard it live here. Personal development is super important. Any any last words that you'd like to share before we go on to the beautiful day that is today? Uh, last words. Uh, I mean, you just said personal development. I think the only piece of uh, insight that I have gained that I would like to share is uh, you know be uh, be in charge of your own sort of destiny. Uh, take personal development in your own hands. Um, there are people that will come and help, for sure, uh, but they can only help if you're clear about what you want. And getting the clarity is, is not is not that easy and not to be underestimated. It also takes a little bit of time to before we figure it out. So invest the time in yourself. Uh, right? um, we, uh, we often keep running in life in search of a lot of things that might be career, promotion, money, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, happiness, great vacations, etc. But um, we, we need to know who we are. We need to know what we really want. 
And I think if if we can try to even get 50-60% clarity on that question, it becomes a lot easier when you engage with people that are you know willing to help and support. Uh, then it makes for a great personal development. Wow, that is beautiful. And, you know, the advice that you just shared about knowing what you want, Napoleon Hill wrote a very, very long book saying that that is the number one thing that highly successful people do. They know what they want and they have to focus on that because without that, to your point, people are just going off in many different directions. So incredible. Thank you so much for your time, Guru. I'm sure so many people are going to get so much from everything you shared so openly and so generously. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, I'm excited to see you soon at Aspio. And um, yeah, thank, thank you, you. for listening. I enjoyed this conversation and uh, thank you so much for the opportunity to share. Thank you so much for listening and spending time with Guru and I today. I just wanted to take a moment to highlight three pivotal insights that we heard from Guru in our conversation today. First, the ripple effect of being present, a focused approach that not only benefits us as individuals personally, but really amplifies the positivity and efficiency throughout a team and an organization. Second, the essence of human connection, fostering those genuine relationships in our tech-driven world it's a simple yet really profound act that can bridge gaps and really nurture unity. And finally, the harmony of the whole person, the head, the heart, and the gut, as Guru talked to us about. It's a holistic guide for making well-rounded decisions that resonate with us and our teams on multiple levels. I hope that these tea takeaways inspire you to embrace presence, connection, and whole person decision-making in your daily life. If you or your business are facing challenges, or you simply want to get even better, get in touch with The Zone. Our purpose is to make organizations more human. We unlock the power of your people to unleash potential of your business. You can connect with us at www.thezone.co or with me on LinkedIn, Melissa Palazzo Hart. Thank you so much for being here with us today. I hope to see you next time. And until then, stay in the zone.